Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Empire. Welcome to Inside the Cap. I'm your host, Joel Corey. You can find me on Twitter at Corey Joel. That's C-O-R-R-Y-J-O-E-L. And I also read my regular CBSSports.com and Agents Take. Um, today we're going to discuss one thing, and that is Dak Prescott's new contract. Um, the Cowboys and Dak Prescott were able to reach an agreement before the March 9, 4 p.m. deadline. Uh, for teams to use the franchise player designation. Prescott getting a deal done is kind of a surprise. Uh, The conventional wisdom was that this thing was probably going to drag out again like last year when Dak was franchised. And if a deal was going to get done, it was probably going to be closer to the July 15th deadline for franchise players to sign long-term deals. Now, the only way that a Dak Prescott deal was going to get done before the deadline, the March deadline, was for essentially the Cowboys to concede every major aspect of the deal. And by that, that would be average per year, contract guarantees, signing bonus, contract structure, and length of contract. And Jerry Jones said something very telling back in in January uh, on a radio show uh, in Dallas when he said, I don't know how you could have any more leverage when referring to Dak Prescott. Now, for the most part, the Cowboys did concede everything on Dak Prescott's $160 million uh, four-year contract, which also contains two voiding years in 25 and 2026, dummy years. Now, in terms of average per year, I never thought there'd be a deal done unless Dak Prescott got to the $40 million per year mark. That was going to be uh, what I thought the magic number. If you were going to get anything done, thought it could be a little bit higher, but that was going to be the magic number. Now, where does that number come from? Well, last year you had um, Deshaun Watson, right before the regular season, sign a contract for $156 million over four years in extension, $39 million per year. Um, with the incentives, uh, the deal maxes out at 160. Dak also has some incentives in this deal which could make the max value 164 million so that was the first hurdle that was going to have to be crossed was the 40 million dollar per year mark now where dallas actually got a bit of a compromise to me was on length of contract uh last year that was the biggest sticking point dak prescott wanted a four-year deal um cowboys wanted five so dak wanted to be under contract through the 2023 season now he's under contract through the 2024 season that on the surface, appears like a win for Dallas. But the 2024, being under contract through 2024, comes with little conditions. The Cowboys aren't allowed to put a franchise tag on Dak Prescott uh, when his contract expires. So he's under contract through 2024, but that's going to put pressure on the Cowboys to do a deal 
that year. Because if they don't, then he's going to be an unrestricted free agent. So, yeah, Dak didn't get the three year get the three years this time around where he's under contract through 2023. But for all practical purposes, he's not going to play the last year of the contract anyway, just because of the way it's set up with the no franchise tag. Now, in terms of guarantees, Dak has 126 million in total guarantees. Um, the most actual guarantees at the beginning of your contract, which um, it's second in the NFL behind Patrick Mahomes, who had $141,481,905, of, of which guaranteed. Now, I know Mahomes has those uh, mechanisms in his roster bonuses, the big roster bonuses, which vest or become fully guaranteed either a year or two years in advance, but they're not technically money that can become, that is guaranteed, at, at has a guarantee at signing. It's going to, it's conditional later on, so that's that's treated a little bit differently. Although Mahomes' his contract, the 10-year extension he signed for uh, averaging $45 million, um, per year, pretty much ensures he's going to be playing the bulk of that because of the way those roster bonuses work. But that being said, another important feature is the amount fully guaranteed at signing. That had been kind of stagnant. It had been uh, Matt Ryan at $94.5 million. Prescott has $95 million fully guaranteed at signing, which is the first two years of the contract. He's going to make $95 million through the first two years. And that's a new record for, fully guaranteed, for the amount fully guaranteed at signing. Signing bonus. Well, if you're going to have the two years, which dummy years, which void, that means you're going to get put a huge signing bonus in the deal so that um, you can eventually... Uh, take the proration, you can spread, spread out the proration more than you would otherwise. Without the voiding years, you can spread the proration of a signing bonus over four years. Now you can spread it over five. And then if you choose to restructure the contract, either in year two, in year two, so let's say you restructured it in 2022, you converted some of the his salary into signing bonus. You can now stretch out the... Um, proration of the money you converted from 2022 through 2020, I mean, from 2022 through 2026, so now you can prorate that over five years as well. That's the reason you have the second voiding year, because you only prorate initially over five years. Now, in terms of signing bonus, NFL record, $66 million signing bonus for Dak Prescott. Previous record was $65 million by Russell Wilson. Now, Dak Prescott's signing bonus will be paid. I don't know the exact schedule for the payout, but it will be paid in the 2021 calendar year. That is huge. Um, Because typically, you have huge signing bonuses. There is some sort of deferral into the next calendar year. And in Russell Wilson's case, when he had the $65 million signing bonus, $35 million was deferred until this past April um, 1st. Because the deal was done in 2019. He got more than half of it this year. When Aaron Rodgers became the highest paid player in NFL history at the time for $33.5 million per year in 2018, his $57.5 million signing bonus all paid by the end of the 2018 calendar year. Uh, Dak Prescott, the rest of the deal, has a $9 million base salary. So he's getting $75 million this year. He's got a $20 million base salary that's fully guaranteed in 2022. In 2023, he's got $31 million that is guaranteed for injury at signing. That's where you get the whole 126. That is the first three years of the contract. But the salary cap and skill guarantees 
kick in on the fifth day of the league year in 2022. It vests early. That is only that makes sense. That's the only way you're going to get a deal like this done. You couldn't have 2023 the skill and salary cap guarantees vest in 2023 uh, like Amari Cooper's contract does inexplicably. So essentially, he's guaranteed the first three years by next March. Next March, when 2023 becomes guaranteed, basically he's set there. The fourth year, that's the one where the Cowboys could eventually get out of it, provided they don't restructure the deal and add more to the bonus proration, which it's the voiding year suggests that they will. It's got $29 million base salary in 2024 and a $5 million fifth day of the league year roster bonus. Now, if they want to avoid paying the fifth day of the league year roster bonus, knowing that you can't put a franchise tag on Dak Prescott after the 2024 season, they're going to get a deal done before the fifth day roster bonus. So that's kind of a art of what you look for down the road is when there'll be a new extension, which would be probably then in um, 2024. That'd be March, 2024. Now, only reason I think you're able to get Dak Prescott to give the fourth year was with the no franchise tag clause. I think about it. If you want it to be a hard and fast four year deal uh, where there's franchise them afterwards in 2025 uh, probably wouldn't have got that probably wouldn't have had this deal done now cap numbers because you can prorate the signing bonus now over the fifth year as opposed to the fourth year the signing bonus proration on the cap 21 through 2025 is 13.2 million each of those years so um, Dallas gets the benefit of a lower cap number than they would have otherwise because you would have had the bonus proration at $16.5 million per year about the dummy years from 2021 through 2024. So cap numbers in 2021 is 22.2, which is significantly lower than what you would have had on the franchise tag. Is Dak's second franchise tag, 20% raise over $31.49 million would have been $39,690,800. So right there, the Cowboys... Relative to the franchise tag, they save $15,490,800 cap-wise, which is allows them to be able to do a lot more things uh, if they want to be some sort of players in free agency. They don't have to restructure as many contracts than they would otherwise. Cap number 2022, uh, 33.2. Then it's 44 in 2023. And it's 47.2 in 2024 if for some reason Dak plays out this contract then there's going to be 13.2 million in dead money or a cap charge for a player no longer on the roster because if he plays it out he's, he's as good as gone that's a 13.2 million dollar cap charge um, in 2025 he also has a no trade clause in this contract and there have been reports that he's actually forcing the Todd France Dak Prescott's agent is requiring that Dallas formally put a franchise tag on him. So they use the second one. Because if, if that's the case, you really don't need the no franchise tag clause because you essentially have it because the third franchise tag would be extremely cost prohibitive. Um, if you didn't have it, after you've used the second one, a third franchise tag, the final one you can put on a player 
under the CBA would be 144% of your 2024 salary in the way that typically works it's your cap number so if you were talking 144 percent 44 percent raise over 47.2 million dollar cap number you're talking a third tag at 67.968 million so he was protected um either way what's up it's mike jones from the football jones podcast i know you're enjoying your time with inside the cap but once you're done I want to invite you to come over and check out my podcast. Each week, we take a deep dive into some of the most pressing topics around the NFL. High-profile guests from the coach, player, and front office ranks, as well as the top league insiders. Check out the Football Jones Podcast, another fine product brought to you by Empire Media. Something that um, agents and team people look at because the assumption has been that you'll play three years on a deal and then everything else is up in the air. Dak, after three years, $126 million averages $42 million um, per year. That is the most money in the NFL. And you look if you look at three-year compensation slash first three new years, and since these deals are negotiated in new money, that means that... Um, He's number one at $42 million. Deshaun Watson is second at $41,333,333. Uh, Russell Wilson is third at $38 million per year in first three New Year's compensation. Now, an important benchmark for Dak was going to be the after, uh, after four years, <laughs> which is where um, the deal of Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson is now second. At 39 million, when you look at after first four New Years, his deal is four-year extension, so that's what it is. Patrick Mahomes is third at 38.95 million. Um, we know that the Cowboys are probably not going to put a franchise tag on Dak Prescott if he continued to play the franchise tag game. But the 95 million dollars in cash through 2021 and 2022, he's actually ahead of where he would have been. If the Cowboys had gone two tags, because the third tag in 2022 would have been $54,274,752. Now, Dak Prescott would have made off of those two tags um, $91,965,552. So, going year to year, Dak Prescott, it would be $3 million. Um, $34,448 behind, but then would be free and would have been able to uh, name his own price at that point, but would have to play through franchise tags. So it's interesting that, at least to me, that Dak Prescott has more money in the actual deal than he would over playing the franchise tag game for this year and next year. Well, one thing we do know about this deal is that by Dallas waiting... <laughs> It's called, it ended up costing them more money. Um, to me, Dallas should have made Dak Prescott their first priority back in 2019 over DeMarcus Lawrence, getting him done after they franchised him a second time. Because um, back then, you only had two $30 million per year players in the NFL. You had two guys done in 2018, Aaron Rodgers at $33.5 million per year and Matt Ryan at $30 million per year. So let's say you could have gotten Dak Prescott done 
back then. It would have been before Russell Wilson signed for $35 million per year. So let's say you paid him $31 million per year, and you got the five years back then you wanted. You would have paid him $155 million over the, over a five over the five new over the five year extension, which um, would have been 2020 through 2024. Now he's under contract through 2024. So if you look at what Dallas paid him, the franchise tag and the value of this deal, that's 191.409 million. <laughs> so you're basically talking roughly 20, 20 you're talking 26.409 million is what you end up paying him more by dragging your feet. Now, if you'd done it last year, then you probably should have sweetened the offer a little bit more than the reported one that was on the table in the $35 million per year neighborhood. And let's say you exceed um, Russell Wilson's $35 million per year. You get to $35.5 million as an average. Well, then you would have been paying $177.5 million um, to have him under contract. Some you could have gotten the five-year deal, 20 through 2024. So that's still nearly $14 million right there. So by waiting, you can kind of quantify where Dallas dragged their feet. And you probably would have had to get them to sign a fifth year, put that no franchise tag thing in. Um, sign in 2019, that wouldn't have been possible. You wouldn't have, he wouldn't have gotten a no franchise tag clause. Now, with the no franchise tag clause, He's gonna, since he's going to get paid in 2023, he's going to be at 31 on the verge of 31 at that point in time. Now, um, by then, Russell Wilson's going to have another contract from some team, whether he's in Seattle or someplace else, because 2023 is his contract year. And presumably, he doesn't play out of contract. He never has. He's always signed him in the last year of a deal. So that's probably going to be the important data point or benchmark for Dak Prescott provided he continues to be a high-end quarterback when he's 31 or close to 31. That will probably set the floor for where Dak Prescott is. And at that point, Patrick Mahomes will be two years into his 10-year extension, have eight years left. So the market is going to bypass Patrick Mahomes in a big way um, fairly quickly. There are a couple of guys who are probably very happy about this Dak Prescott deal, and that's Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. The 2018 first-round picks are now eligible to sign extensions. Um, since they played three years, their teams are going to exercise their fifth-year options, uh, which is going to equal the transition tag for this year. Um, both teams seem to have indicated they'd want to try to get a deal done this year. Now, you only had Deshaun Watson at $39 million per year. Now you got Dak at 40. That's going to give them more ammunition to get in that neighborhood, if not surpass Dak Prescott's $40 million per year. Now, Lamar Jackson can go, hey, I'm the MVP. I want an MVP. Dak hasn't. Even though he's unconventional, maybe the best dual-threat quarterback ever, not the pocket passer everybody else is, and Josh Allen really emerged this year, so... Those two guys are going to get have more ammunition to get in that neighborhood, thanks to Dak Prescott. So, in some, as far as I'm concerned, Dak Prescott exploited his leverage, and Dallas put something on the table for him, which made it worth his while to forego the franchise tag of thirty-seven million six hundred ninety thousand eight hundred dollars, and then hitting free agency in 2022. The only way that got done, in my opinion, is the fact that. Dallas made major concessions in practically every major aspect of the deal. The only one 
that I was surprised about a little bit is the length of contract. I thought Dak would stick to his guns on the wanting to be under contract through 2023. But the compromise was a no franchise tag, so they're going to have to come to him early and also because of the fifth-day roster bonus of $5 million in 2024. So it's highly unlikely Dak Prescott plays under the 2024 contract year. But second $40 million per year player in the NFL, and Dallas gets their contract, gets their um, quarterback for the foreseeable future. So that's going to wrap up this week's edition of Inside the Cap. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Corey Joel, that's C-O-R-R-Y-J-O-E-L, and also read my regular CBSSports.com agent's take. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you back here next time. Goodbye. <laughs>